the Lord. Um, children, you are dismissed. Children's Church. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. It's so good to see you in God's house. If you would turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11. Read a few verses this morning as we open up the Word of God. We are a blessed people, are we not? To know the Lord Jesus, it doesn't get any better than that. That is the blessing of all blessings. And Jesus said these words in Matthew 11, verse 28. He said, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Father, we thank you for your word. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. Help us to understand these great truths. And to respond to them by faith that we might enjoy the blessings. And the privileges that you offer your people. In Jesus' name and everyone said... I want to talk about being thankful for his rest, thankful for his rest, for the rest we have in Jesus Christ. We live in a world where so many are, they're weighed down, they're they're oppressed, they struggle on their insides, they're empty and they're restless. They try to fill it and they try to find this way of satisfaction and they're angry and they're uptight. But we who know the Lord, we find a rest in Christ. In Jesus, we know that our past is forgiven and our future is secure. What rest that brings to the soul. Our present, we have a friend that walks with us every step of the way. He comforts us. He cares for us. He's faithful. He's loving. He's kind. Wonderful Jesus. He gives us a rest that circumstances and situations cannot defeat, for Christ is greater than them. He gives us a rest and a peace that all the challenges of life cannot uproot, for Christ is greater than them. He's greater than the circumstances around me, and He's certainly greater than the emotions within me. And He says, you can find rest for your souls. What words we find. Jesus gives a man or woman true rest. Spiritually, emotionally, eternally. He is our sin cleanser and our bondage breaker. He is our burden bearer and He is our bruise healer. He is a wonderful counselor and He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's a guide and He's a strength and He's our friend and He's our king. He's our Lord and He's our Redeemer, our Savior and He's our Shepherd. On and on, but He gives us rest. There's rest that alcohol cannot give. There's rest that all the money in the world cannot purchase. There's a rest that the philosophies of men and the rituals of men can never produce and sustain. And in our text this morning, there is an invitation to all. The call goes out to all, every race and every nation and every people, every level of economy or education or profession. It's an invitation that comes from none other than the Son of God Himself. 
the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus saw the people of His day, and it's no different than today. And He saw the people of His day as sheep without a shepherd. He saw their condition and He heard their frustrations. He was aware of their cries. He recognized their struggle with life's sin and life's sorrow. He saw their failure to find God and find peace with God in their own efforts through the religion of their day. So Jesus stands in the midst of it all and He calls to the people as He calls to you and I, come unto Me. Come unto Me. They're beautiful words. He invites us to Himself because He is the answer. Not to a new creed, not to a new philosophy, not to some kind of new religion. He says, come unto Me. You'll find rest for troubled hearts. Come unto Me and you'll find rest from that guilty conscience as My precious blood washes you white as snow. Come unto Me, those that have been weary and wounded by life, and I'll bring My healing balm and I'll touch you at the point of your need. Come unto Me and find rest from sin's penalty and sin's power in your life. It's found in Christ. John 1, verses 11 and 12. He calls men unto Himself again. He came to that which was His own. But his own received him not. But to all who received him, to all that responded to the call to come to him, to them he who believed in his name, he gave the right to be children of God. To those that received him, not a new philosophy, not a new religion, but he calls people unto himself, for he alone is the Savior. He's not just a messenger of salvation. He's not just one of many. He alone has power to save, and he calls us, come unto Jesus. Come, hey, let him hear. He, he calls your name this morning. Come unto Jesus and find what you couldn't find in the crazy living. Come unto Jesus and find what you couldn't find through all the achievements of men. Come unto Jesus and receive rest and peace for your soul. Jesus gives us in this invitation the call to receive rest. And we see three commands that summarize the invitation. The first one is the command to come. It's the invitation. Come. Verse 28 is so simple. Come to me. Don't just come to church. Don't just come and, you know, stop doing this. Come to me. All who are weary and burdened. The Bible says everyone's burdened by the guilt of sin. For all have sinned. Come unto me. The Master calls. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through a 12-step. Come to Jesus. You can come personally and receive what only Jesus can give. Come unto me all who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest. I pray that you can hear His voice calling you by name. He knows you. You see, the religion of the day said, do this and don't do that. Do, do, don't do. And it put more burden than blessing upon the people of Jesus' day. But Jesus didn't say do. He said, come. Come. For true salvation is not found in men's traditions, ideologies, works, or efforts. But it is found and it is available today. Only in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the Savior and Him is the life of God. Come and encounter 
and come and experience Jesus Christ. In Him, you find rest from sin's burden and sin's bondage and sin's guilt and shame. Now anyone can come. Whosoever will can come. You don't have to be special. You can come. If you hear His voice, you can come. Come is easy. You can look at a little toddler and open your arms. They come. And they come. Come is not complicated. Come is not difficult. All can come. Come and receive Christ as your Savior. And receive the rest of salvation. The rest of forgiveness. An assurance of a new beginning, of a new birth. For on the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ, He purchased this privilege. And only Jesus Christ truly had the right and the authority to declare this invitation and to give this transformation. And through His shed blood, He accomplished what you and I could never do for ourselves. What we were unable to do. He offered that willing, worthy, acceptable sacrifice unto God the Father. He was our substitute. And now He offers to whosoever will come the rest of salvation, the assurance of eternal life, the guilt and shame of what you've done doesn't have to torment you again. Come and receive the rest that Jesus gives. You don't have to work and work and work and try to appease a holy and righteous God. He went to the cross. He paid the price. Now come and receive what only Christ can truly offer. There's a spiritual rest where we find forgiveness and we find true righteousness, right standing with God. We find a freedom whom the Son sets free is free. A freedom from the guilt and the shame and the sorrow of what we've done and what's been done to us. And we find a fulfillment as we're restored to sonship. And we're restored to reconciliation with God. Jesus said it another way in John's Gospel, John 6 and 35. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Using this metaphor of bread, bread bread would sustain and satisfy life in those days. Bread was their staple food. I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me, there it is again, comes to me. Not just comes to the temple. Not just come, comes to me. You personally come and receive Christ. You personally come and give your life to Christ and receive His salvation. I am the bread of life and He who comes to me will never go hungry. This lasts for eternity. This satisfies down to the deepest need of man. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me who I am and what I've done He'll never be thirsty. There's nothing better coming. There's nowhere else to go. It's all in Christ. Hallelujah. The author of Hebrews, he writes about rest of salvation. The rest of salvation. Look at Hebrews 10 and verse 1. Hebrews, I'm sorry, Hebrews 4 and verse 1. Hebrews 4 and verse 1. The author of Hebrews is encouraging these these Jewish Christians now. don't, Don't try to earn your way in. You can't earn your way in. It's all right. You, you, you went to this class and you went to that class. You can't earn it. Therefore, since the promise of entering His rest, His rest, there's a rest 
that only Jesus can give. There's the rest that only comes when you're right with God and you've received the salvation of the Lord. This world can tell you that it's okay to abort a baby, but deep down within, man knows it's wrong and so many are driven by guilt and shame for what they've done because the world can lie and redefine sin, but the soul of man knows they're guilty and they're wrong and only through the blood of Jesus can there ever be true forgiveness and true cleansing and true freedom. Therefore, since the promise of entering His rest still stands, hallelujah, tell your neighbor it still stands. Tell someone, you can be saved today. You don't got to keep living like a joker anymore. You don't have to suffer like you've been suffering. You can come to Jesus and give Him your life. He'll make you a new creature. He'll give you a new beginning. Blessed be His name. Therefore, since the promise, it still stands. From the White House to the outhouse, it still stands. From the Pope to the prostitute, it still stands. You must be born again. You can come and you can receive and He'll welcome you and He'll receive you. He'll embrace you. Therefore, since the promise of entering just still stands, let us be careful. You're not going to heaven because your daddy was a preacher. You're not going to heaven because you came to Sunday school at Pleasant Grove. Let us be careful. You better watch what your faith's in. It's not in man's tradition. It's not in granny's prayers. It has to be in a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short. Don't fall short of this rest. You can come and receive that rest. You don't know how bad I've been. You don't know how powerful the blood of Jesus is. You can have rest from sin, rest of salvation, the rest of the forgiveness that comes. Jumping to verses 10 and 11. Jumping to verses 10 and 11. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work. I'm not here to achieve my salvation. Amen? The life I live is in response to my salvation. I'm not trying to live this way to earn salvation. I live wholeheartedly for Jesus as a response to my salvation. Oh, my goodness. Anyone who enters God's rest also rests from His own. Just as God did from His. Go on to the next one. Let us, let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest. The the, the rest of salvation. The rest that comes As the songwriter said, nothing in my hand I bring simply to the cross I cling. When I come, not with my own righteousness, not with my own efforts, but I come as a humble sinner, crying out, Jesus, be my Savior. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. Whereas God rested from the work of creation, The believer ceases his efforts to gain salvation by his own works. And he rests in the finished work of Christ on the cross. These were Hebrew Christians going back to Judaism. And the author says, hang on. That's not where the rest of salvation is in. It's not in the sacrifices of rams and goats. It's not through. It's through faith in Christ and what he has done on Calvary's cross. 
There's no other way to receive the rest of forgiveness and eternal life. Friends, our sin is too great for us to carry by ourselves. Our sin is too hard for us to deal with in our own righteousness. But we must come and take that burden to the cross of Jesus Christ. For He paid the price and He offers all that come to Him the rest of forgiveness and cleansing and a new beginning. Number one, Jesus said, come. And it's an invitation. But now now that we've called on Him, now that we've come, He calls us to a deeper place. Many have come, but now it's time to take. Look at verse 29, if you would. Verse 28 said, come. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find, here's that word again, rest for your souls. Now here is not so much the invitation, but here's an obligation. To take the yoke of Christ. This speaks of relationship and responsibility. When we come to Jesus by faith, we find salvation rest. Now, when we yield and learn of Him and obey Him, we enjoy submission rest. As our life falls in order with His divine design and will and desire. This is learning to walk with the Lord, allowing Him to carry the load. It's the walk of faith. One preacher, he illustrates it. He says, one time I was going through a, uh, one of the um, airports, Dallas, Atlanta, one of the southern ones, and it was hot. It was in the summer. And I was carrying two heavy suitcases going from terminal to terminal, sweat coming down, and, and uh, heavy suitcases. And someone looks at me and he's kind enough to point out my suitcases had wheels on them. I put them down. And it dawned on me, I'm still carrying, I'm still moving the same weight. I'm still covering the same distance. You see, when I submit to Christ, I enter into His strength. When I submit and come under His yoke, I still face life. The storm still comes. The challenge is still there. But now, it's not. I give my part of the effort. I have my part of the responsibility. But much greater is His strength and His grace, and His help as we walk with Him in submission to Him. You see, it's by believing that we enter into rest, but it's by obeying and surrendering to His will that His rest enters into us. Jesus used an illustration that the hearers of His day would easily understand. It was a picture of a yoke of oxen. And where two oxen, they're teamed together. They're, they're, they're side by side. They're linked. And it refers to us here to, to embracing the Savior. Walking in obedience and becoming a real disciple of coming under His Lordship. Come under my yoke, He says. Take my yoke upon you. Receive my rule in your life. And I'll release my strength and power in your life. Coming to Jesus... For salvation, relatively speaking, is the easy thing. But the next step is a deeper experience. And it's one of surrender. And it's one of lordship. Surrendering to His will and to His word and to His ways. Romans 
10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. This is so important that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. It's one thing to come and you can come as you are. You can come and receive and He'll forgive. But then if we're going to follow after Him and really be His disciple and really walk in the deeper, richer blessings of this salvation, I've got to take His reins upon my life. Take His yoke. I really have to recognize He's Lord. Confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. He's my Master. He's my owner. And then I believe in my heart that God raised Him from the dead and I'm saved. There's believing. There's confessing, but not just a Savior. Jesus is Lord. When we come to Jesus for salvation, we find that rest, peace, joy. The forgiveness is beautiful. A clear conscience is wonderful. The assurance of heaven, nothing like it. But now, when we take His yoke upon ourselves, We find a rest that comes from a surrender and an obedience and a submission to Him through daily trusting, through a sincere daily surrendering, allowing His Word and His Spirit to govern our lives, but in that, allowing Him to have control. We find a grace and a strength. And the lost man or the carnal looks at it as constraining, but those that have come under the yoke find it liberating and find it wonderful. Surrendering to Jesus as Lord. But even in the midst of that act of faith, we find great rest, for He carries the burden. We find new strength because He lives within us. We find a deep and an abiding peace that is not controlled or determined by that which is around us, but it is steady and strong because it's the Spirit. Not our strength. We're yoked up with Christ. He lives in us. Walks alongside us. Other things will wear you down. Whatever your yoke is, if it's not Jesus, it'll lead you the wrong way. It'll wear you down instead of build you up. But oh, in Jesus Christ. He said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. It's easy. It means it's tailor-made. Literally. Back in those days, you went down to the carpenter. Maybe Jesus made some of these when he was working with his dad. You went to the carpenter with the size of your cat, your cattle, and they made the yoke to fit the cattle just right. The easier it fit, they'd work better. They weren't at all, you know. Jesus said, when you come to me, I know how to measure your trials. If you come under my yoke, I know how to make sure that the battle is not too heavy and the night is not too long. I know what you're made of. I know what you're going through. But you come under me. I'll always make sure my grace is sufficient for every situation, challenge, and battle in life. Come under my yoke. It's easy. It's well fitted. It's just right for you. Taking the yoke means to come under His Lordship, but that's a good thing. Tell your neighbor that's a good thing. Oh man, it's a good thing. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. I belong to Jesus. And that is a good thing. That is a liberating thing. That is, oh, a relief. Taking the yoke means I submit to His authority as my Master. It's a discipline of discipleship. It means I accept the rule of His Word. 
as the governor of my life. It means I lean upon Him with absolute dependence. I depend on Him. It means I willingly follow Him in unreserved obedience because I belong to Him. Never forget there is peace in acceptance. And there is power in surrender. And by taking Jesus' yoke and allowing Him to reign in our lives, we find His rest, His strength, His peace, a deep contentment, an inner calm and assurance. They used to sing the song long ago, Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean. I'm learning because it's a lifelong process to lean upon Jesus. And when I do that, I'm finding more power than I ever dreamed. Because now I'm learning and I'm leaning and I'm trusting on Him. Can you say amen? That's the beauty. Whose yoke are you wearing? I want to wear His yoke. It's easy and the burden's light. And I want to be teamed up with Jesus. Amen? I want to be teamed up with Jesus. When I come under His yoke, that act of surrender and commitment brings into our life, releases, unleashes into our life so, so many blessings. For example, a never-failing supply of grace and strength when I get teamed up with Jesus. I mean, that's why we can run and not grow weary. That's why we are an enduring and overcoming people. For we are connected with Christ. The same Spirit that raised Him from the dead dwells in us. And and it's new every morning. And that river never runs dry. And there's grace, a never-ending supply of the grace of God to live this life. Because I'm connected to Him. There's a never-failing security. As I walk throughout this journey of faith. Security. People want to be secure. When you understand your security in Christ. Oh, what rest comes. What peace comes. My life is held in the hollow of His hand. My steps are ordered by the living God. He is the shield round about me, the glory and the lifter of my head. He knows the end from the beginning. He said He'll never sleep and never slumber, but His eye will always be upon me. He's ordering me. He's defending me. He's protecting me. There's great peace and rest that comes when I come to Christ and I walk with Christ. And I have the assurance that the work that He began, He'll complete that work in my life and He'll hold me and nothing can snatch me. Can you say amen? So many are restless and fearful. Peace be still. Come to Christ. Give Him your all and let the rest of God fill your heart and mind forever and forever. Come under the yoke and there's a never-failing supply of grace and strength. There is a never-fainting, faltering security throughout of this journey. And there's an ever-flowing source of consolation, comfort for every season and every assignment. Nothing we face as believers can separate us from the love of God. We go through the fire. We go through the flood. But He is with us and He is for us. And He will take good care of us. You see, once we come to Jesus, and we find rest in Him, then it's by learning 
and leaning, obeying, believing that we maintain that rest for our souls. The storms won't cease, but the rest abides. The conflicts don't end. Oh, but the anchor holds. In my surrender, I find His strength. I'm dying to me, living to Him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Come unto me, all you that labor heavily, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn and learn. This is the call to take His yoke, to come and let Jesus be your Lord, to be a real disciple. This speaks of accepting a relationship to Christ, assuming a responsibility to Christ. Let me expand this thought, because herein is sometimes a struggle. There are many people who want to enjoy the benefits of the gospel without having a relationship to Jesus Christ. They want the delight of God's kindness and goodness and help without the demands of God's word and God's rule. They want the blessings of the God without the rule of God. They want to know peace. I want to know peace. I want to know pardon. I want to be forgiven. I've done some terrible things. I want power and purpose in my life. I do, I do, I do. Uh, They want those things. But a a 24-7 unashamed follower and disciple of the Lord Jesus that's often neglected or rejected. Let's never forget, like Dr. Olford said, um, a Christian is Christ man. Christ woman. We call ourselves Christians. That means I belong to Jesus. We belong to Him. And we're willing to come under His rule. And that's where the rest is found. That's where the victory is found. Under His yoke, as we find His rest and we walk in His ways, that's where we find resources for victories in this life. That's where we find riches of eternal value. That's where we find revelation of God's secrets, His will and His ways to live this life. That's where we find the reward for this life and more importantly, the life to come. When I'm teamed up with Jesus. When we come under His yoke, it's like the two oxen are joined together. Together they plow that pathway, that furrow through the field. So the Lord Jesus, He plows with us through the field and path of our lives. When you're teamed up with Jesus and you've come under His yoke, you've made Him Lord, you're walking in that obedience. He gives the strength for this journey. He guides the steps. He grants the substance. He governs over the stresses and strains that try to wear us down and defeat us. No longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth within me. He said, come unto me all. You're weary, you're burdened, you're frustrated, you're guilty. Come unto me. And I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest through the shed blood that on the cross. I'll give you forgiveness. I'll accept you. I'll make you a child of God. But then take my yoke. Don't stop there. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn my ways. Learn how to walk in my will. And you'll find a deeper rest for this day and this hour. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. The call to discipleship. It's a call that is the church's primary responsibility in the Great Commission. And it is the call to the individual believer to walk in this as they call themselves Christians. Jesus came 
to the disciples that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make and make and make who? Decisions? Make disciples of all nations. Disciple, a dedicated follower. Not, not just a dedicated follower. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But to be a disciple means teaching them. Teaching them. Jesus, take my yoke upon me and learn from me. You're a disciple. You're a learner. Learn my will. Learn my ways. Learn what I approve of. Learn how to walk in a way that I can bless your life. Teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you all. You know how many people quote the last part of that and don't even know the first part? He's with me always. Yeah, and he also obey everything he said. Well, that's another sermon for another day. All right, let me, let me move on because I get, off, I get off track with that. I'm thankful for the rest of God. It hasn't meant we haven't had our trials and struggles, but we've had a rest that the world can't give and the world can't take away. We've had a rest that's greater than any tranquilizer could give me, than any new diet can give me. A rest. A rest within. A strength, supernatural, kept us going, gave us peace in the midst of the storm. Others would have fallen apart, but there was a grace holding things together. It's the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. He calls us to come. And He gives an invitation to all men and all peoples and all to come and find the rest that only Christ can give. The rest where your sins are forgiven. Heaven is an assurance. And you become a child of God. That burden of sin in the past, gone forever. God remembers it no more. Only Jesus can give that. But He offers that. But He says, don't stop there. Business is more than fire insurance. Can you say amen? He says there's another rest. There's a deeper rest. There's an abiding rest that you can have in the here and the now. But to get that, you've got to come under my yoke or my leadership. How many times my dad say, get your act together, son? You get your act together by obeying the commands of the Lord, the ways of the Lord. That's why you've got to learn those ways so you can obey those ways. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn. And that's the great commission. Make disciples and teach them. Teach them so they can walk with God and know this God. Learn. Invitation, obligation, education. Come, take, learn. Take my yoke, learn. I'm gentle and humble. You'll find rest for yourself. See, the devil is such a liar. And before you got saved, he said, don't get saved. And he says all these negative things about the Lord. But Jesus said, you'll find out I'm gentle and humble in heart. You'll find it's good. It's not bad. Amen. You'll find it's something worth shouting about. Nothing complaining about. Amen. Hallelujah. Verses 29 through 30. Learn the education. Learn of me. Learn of my love. Learn of my truth. Learn of my plan. For your life. Learn of my victory that I'll share with you. It's a lifelong process. Learning and leaning. Now that I got saved, what are you doing? I'm learning and I'm leaning. Amen? I'm under that yoke. I'm walking in the path. It's more than academic knowledge. It's um, experiential knowledge 
of knowing Jesus Christ personally, experiencing that love, letting Him rule in our lives. Paul said, oh, that I might know Him. Power of the resurrection and the fellowship, sharing in those sufferings, that I might be conformed. Jesus says you can find rest for your souls. You go through life like everybody else, but there's rest for your soul. There's an abiding peace within that will stabilize you and strengthen you. It'll give you a song in the night. It'll give you courage when others are giving in and giving way. And friend, the more you learn of Him, the more you'll want to lean on Him. Can I say that again? The, 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 the more you learn of Him, I mean learn personally Jesus, the more you're willing to lean on Him and trust Him. Why? Because you taste and see and you find out the Lord is good. You see, the, the enemy doesn't want us to know the goodness of God and the truth of His Word and the blessings that He desires. He doesn't want us to understand the great salvation. He has purchased us and the power and privilege to us who believe. So read your Bible. Love your Bible. Submit and surrender to the, your Word of God and let it rule your life. Jesus calls to those who have come. And He says, now, learn. Of me, learn from me, grow in me, mature in me, learn my will, my ways. That's a good will, and it's a good plan, and my ways are best. Learn my word, and let illumination come to your mind, and the confusion and the frustration that comes to all that try to navigate through life without their Creator. Learn of me, and watch order and blessing begin to come to you. Learn that I am good and I am trustworthy. You'll find relief and you'll find rest and you'll find a peace and you'll find a contentment. Learn of me. I'm a loving Savior. Learn of me. I'm a faithful King. Learn of me. I'm a defendable friend and I'm a compassionate counselor. Learn of me for I'll meet your needs and I'll mend your hurts. I'll measure your trials. I'll make sure the load is never too heavy. I'll make sure the night is never too long. I'll make sure you make it. Because I'm committed to your life. Learn what I've accomplished for you. Learn what happened on Calvary's cross when I took your place, your punishment, your shame. Learn what happened when I shed my blood and the power of that blood to minister to your life today. Learn what you have in the outpouring of my spirit privilege of being filled with my Holy Spirit. Learn about the blessings of sonship. Learn about the authority of being a child of God. Learn what you have in me and learn what I require of thee. Learn how I call those that call themselves mine to allegiance, to identification, to obedience, to service, to surrender. We call Him Lord. We call Him Lord. Let us be thankful for the rest we have in Jesus. We see so many homes in turmoil. Thank God for rest. We see so many lives just just, can't face another day. Thank God for rest. So many people, they're, 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 they're one step from breaking down. We have rest through Christ. Amen. Life hasn't stopped, but oh, there's something deep within.
Come, take, and learn. Come to me. He says, I'm waiting right now for you. You can come. If you've never come to Christ and said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I give you my life. I want to follow you. I believe you died for me. He calls you. He calls you by name. Because He loves you personally. He desires you personally. You come. You come. If you've drifted along the way and maybe you've strayed, He says, hey, come back. Come. 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 Get a fresh start. Make a fresh altar. Get rid of those things and get back in the race. He calls us to take, take His yoke. Don't be afraid to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. He is good. He is good. His yoke is easy. His burdens light. Don't let the devil fool you. Trying to live without surrendering to Christ is the hard part. Coming under the yoke. Wow, that's, 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 that's. Uh, take my yoke and learn of me. And learn of me. Amen. Amen. We're going to open the altars. And as, as we sing, um, we're just going to thank God for the blessings we have, specifically of rest. But you can think of the many things you can be thankful for. The blessings you have, their material blessings, spiritual blessings, all different types. God is the giver of every good gift that we have. has come from Him. But oh, that we might um, thank the Lord for rest. You know, I don't have to give you the stats. In this country, how many people are on so many things just to get by? Oh, my goodness. We, 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 we have more money than any other country. We, got more, we sell more pills than any other country. And there's so much more in Jesus. There is a rest in Christ. There is a peace that comes from being forgiven. There is a confidence that comes from knowing you are cared for by the God of eternity. For that, let's give Him praise and let's give Him thanks. Stand with me, please, everybody. Go ahead and let's stand. And we want to thank the Lord. He's been good to us. And if you've never received Christ as we sing, please come. We'll pray for you. Please come and respond to the call of Christ. And if you need prayer, if you need just to come and pray and just to Praise His name. Let's do so. Father, we thank You for the rest that we find in Jesus. We thank You for the peace of God that passes understanding. We thank You, Lord, for the rest we have knowing our sins have been forgiven and heaven is our blessed assurance. And we thank You, Lord, that we can put our Heads on the pillow at night in perfect rest as we know. You're watching over us. You're taking care of us. We can wake up in the morning and declare, this is the day the Lord has made. With a rest and an assurance and a confidence and a contentment knowing you go before us. You are leading us and you are guiding us. And we thank you for the privilege of coming under your yoke. That it's not up to us. But as we lean and trust, believe and obey, you give us the strength to live this life as more than conquerors. Thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for rest. Thank you for rest. That old thing doesn't have to torment us anymore. Those old things don't have to afflict us anymore. Oh, the freedom 
we found in you. And now, Father, as we open the altar, I pray that those that are just exhausted, weary, frustrated, would come and just find a place to call on you, to pour out their hearts to you, to cast their burden and receive the extension of your care and compassion, to receive refreshing, to receive the reviving and encouragement of your grace. Pray for those that need a touch, that as they come, you will honor their faith and you will touch them at the point of their need. Father, we commit the remainder of this service to you. Breathe your breath of life upon your people. Let burdens break. Let weariness receive strength. And let great grace embrace and strengthen the people of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. These altars are open. If you need to come, come and let come. Come talk to Jesus. Come and let God do a work in your life. For the rest, let's thank Him. Let's honor Him. It's Thanksgiving and we've got the most to be thankful for.